It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Alaska wildlife troopers have concluded their investigation into the shooting death of a brown bear by a 16-year-old in a Sitka neighborhood early Wednesday morning. Sitka police received a call shortly after midnight on October 12th from a boy who reported shooting a bear outside his home in the 1400 block of Edgecombe Drive. According to police dispatch reports, the 16-year-old was home with an 18-year-old. When the younger teen heard a noise, he took a 44 caliber handgun outside to investigate, was startled by the bear, and fired. The bear ran away. Sitka police officers subsequently recovered the carcass across the street and stored it for the night in a department pickup truck. Police later issued a citation for negligent feeding of game to the teenager and turned over the case to state wildlife troopers, who investigated it as a potential defense of life and property, or DLP, which allows a resident to legally kill a bear under some circumstances. People who claim a DLP must recover the hide, skull, and claws of the animal and turn them over to the state. KCAW spoke with Trooper Kyle Ferguson, who said he investigated the case from a wildlife perspective. Ultimately, Ferguson did not issue any citations. Police returned the carcass to the teen's home in the morning, and state management biologist Stephen Bethune supervised the processing of the animal, which was a sub-adult male. Although Halloween is just around the corner, the woman wearing the gold crown and sash as she mingles with the crowd at the Alaska Travel Industry Association conference in Sitka this week is not in costume, but in uniform. She is the current Miss America, Emma Broyles. Broyles is from Anchorage and is no stranger to Sitka. She spent three summers here in high school attending musical theater camp. During this current trip to Sitka, Broyles visited five of the schools, all the while wearing the crown and sash that identify the 21 one-year-old unmistakably as Miss America. In her remarks to the ATIA conference, Broyles shared an experience that is probably universal for Alaskans, regardless of whether they've won a pageant or are just standing in line at an airport Starbucks. All of my travels this year in the lower 48 is Miss America. I would have to say that at least 90% of the people that I have met had said, oh my gosh, you're from Alaska? I went on a cruise to Alaska one time, or they'll say, my aunt's best friend's sister's son once went on a cruise to Alaska. And I think that just goes to show the impact that this community has on the state of Alaska and our entire country for that matter. I'm so, so grateful that because of what you do, we're able to share the beauty of the state of Alaska to so many people around the world. Broyles went on to introduce a screening of the film Alaskan Nets. Emma Broyles was crowned Miss America in December 2021. The title came with over $100,000 in scholarships, which she'll spend attending medical school. As part of her duties, Broyles travels an estimated 20,000 miles per month. Former Labor Commissioner Heidi Dragas was in Sitka for the Alaska Travel Industry Association conference this week. Dragas is running on a ticket with former Governor Bill Walker, and if elected, would serve as Lieutenant Governor. She spoke with KCAW's Catherine Rose on Tuesday. Heidi Dragas was born and raised in Fairbanks. She graduated from UAF with a history degree and only left the state for a while because there are no law schools in Alaska. So I left um, for three years and then I came right back because I always knew I wanted to live here. 
Um, this is this is home. It's always been home. She worked at first as an attorney in private practice in Anchorage, then as general counsel to the Alaska District Council of Laborers for around a decade. In 2014, Governor Bill Walker named Dragas as his commissioner of labor. So while this is the first time she's run for public office, Dragas says her four years of cabinet-level experience give her unique insight. It's almost hard to unpack what has been happening with Alaska's workforce. And, mm-hmm. you know, we we ha- are losing workers. We've lost, I think, twenty to 25,000 um, working-age Alaskans in the last three years who have just left the sa- state for whatever reason. They didn't, you know, they couldn't find housing or they couldn't find a stable job. Dragas says that if she's elected as Alaska's lieutenant governor, she hopes to shine a light on issues many Alaska communities are facing like access to affordable housing and child care. She references the Sitka Community Land Trust as a model for the state. I just I think it's a terrific model. Um, we spoke to some folks in the Rasmussen Foundation who um, I wasn't aware um, that Alaska is one of only three states without a housing trust. Um, and they have some terrific information about what that may do to, um, you know, to create more affordable housing in Alaska. So that's certainly something that we would look at. One state institution that struggled to keep employees on board in recent months is the Alaska Marine Highway. Raised in the interior, Dragas says she didn't know a whole lot about the marine highway system growing up until she met her husband, Kevin Sund, who grew up in Ketchikan and worked on the ferries. Now, having lived in Juneau for the last seven years, she's come to love the ferry system. Both Bill and I want to restore the marine highway system to its former glory. And that takes real responsible leadership that is laser focused on the needs of Southeast Alaska. She says the bipartisan infrastructure bill presents a unique opportunity for ferry funding. The millions and millions of dollars in funding that is essentially earmarked um, uh, for the Marine Highway um, due in large part to the the dogged um, focus of Senator Murkowski to make sure um, that you know, Alaska got its share of the funds because the Marine Highway really does need an investment. She says it would be better served as a standalone entity. And if she could wave a magic wand, she'd create an endowment for the Marine Highway so it gets out from under the annual budgeting cycle. Dragas and Walker are both opposed to a constitutional convention, but they differ on reproductive rights. In an opinion piece the pair wrote for the ADN over the summer, Walker identifies as personally pro-life and Dragas as pro-choice. But Dragas says a Walker administration would be committed to keeping the right to privacy in Alaska's constitution. And the Alaska Supreme Court has been very clear in three different cases that the right to privacy includes the right to reproductive um, reproductive privacy um, and the right to abortion access. And, you know, Bill Walker and I um, respect that decision and um, would uh, make sure that women's reproductive rights are protected in our administration. And, you know, Bill has said this repeatedly um, that, you know, he would veto any legislation that got between a woman and her doctor. The first-time candidate says if someone else had asked her to be their running mate, she probably wouldn't have said yes. She respects the partnership that Walker had with his longtime lieutenant governor, the late Byron Malott. One of the reasons I agreed to do it is because 
not just because I, I believe in Bill Walker and the kind of collaborative and kind of compassionate leadership that he provides, but also the relationship that he had with his lieutenant governors. Um, it very um, collaborative to Bill, you know, before making any big decisions, he said, I want you to be the last person I talk to. And I wouldn't want to lead any other way. Heidi Dragas is running to serve as Alaska's lieutenant governor with Bill Walker, who's hoping to reclaim the governor's office. Election day is Tuesday, November 8th. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Ketchikan police responded Thursday to what they described as a false alarm of an active shooter at Ketchikan's Coast Guard base. Ketchikan Police Chief Jeff Walls says a member of the Coast Guard reported an active shooter on base shortly before 10 a.m. We received a call that there was a possible active shooter at the, on the Coast Guard base. And so all our units, uh, including AST, responded to the area. And then once we got there, we determined that the, it was a false alarm. Wall says he's not sure what prompted the call to police. I think it was just a misunderstanding on the part of the um, the boat captain, and I think that, uh, yeah, I, I can't speak for the Coast Guard, but it, it came into us as there was an active shooter, and then when we got there, uh, it turned out to be a, a false, false alarm after when we responded. Walls says more than a dozen units responded to the call, including state troopers. He says local police, state troopers, and the Coast Guard had recently conducted a training exercise at Ketchikan High School aimed at de-escalating an active shooter situation. The good thing is that you can see we, uh, we were prepared for it if it had been a real situation. Coast Guard spokesperson Chief Petty Officer Kip Wadlow said all he could confirm was that there was not an active shooter at the base. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Friday, October 14, 2022. Today, a 40% chance of rain after 1 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 53. East wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, rain mainly after 7 p.m. The rain could be heavy at times. Low around 52. Southeast wind 15 to 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 40 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 100%. New precipitation amounts between three quarters and one inch possible. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Good morning.